am tearing up. <laughs> it just about kidding. screamed right now, but I'm not even there. <laughs> now that's inspirational, Natalie. <laughs> I feel inspired today. Part two I, of you this. Can, I could be here for another hour. <laughs> no. I always go, he winds up homeless on the street. It's my fault. I don't know what got into my head, but I thought, I thought this thought, you know, if I'm working year round, I might as well get paid year round. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education and Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and subscribe today. Now, it's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Sweet Talk, the podcast for Idaho State University's continuing education and workforce training. I'll, someday, Gary, I will not stumble, stumble over that. <laughs> I love it, man. It's the greatest <laughs> intro in the world. And then, uh, uh, as always, uh, Gary Salazar, our director for continuing education workforce training, uh, workforce training is joining me today. Uh, how are you doing today, Gary? Paul, I'm doing fabulous. Thanks for asking. And, and I appreciate pulling uh, this podcast together today, the, the day before our wonderful weekend coming up for the 4th of July celebration again. Yes, we were recording this on uh, the Friday just before the long weekend. Mm -hmm. Really looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, everybody's worked so hard. It's, it's going to be a nice thing to enjoy. It is. Thanks it for is. doing this. Hey, hey, no, thank you. Hey, we have we have some uh, we have some people in the audience today uh, joining us, and we have a great guest. Um, let me go around the room. For those of you who are watching this on YouTube, Angela Wilhelm's our new marketing coordinator here at uh, Continuing Ed Workforce Training. Welcome, Angela. At some Thanks. point, I know she's also going to be hosting some of these. And joining her is Raylan Price. Raylan Price, as you know, is our health programs coordinator. Does a fabulous job with several programs here in in Sweet. And uh, she's got her lead EMT instructor, uh, Deb Wright, on board. I'd love to do is, is let uh, Ray Lynn say hello to everybody and let her uh, introduce uh, Deb and, and welcome her to our podcast. Uh, Ray Lynn, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Angela. Ray Lynn, you want to say something nice about Miss Deb Wright? That we are so excited to have Deb Wright with us um, here on our podcast. She has been just a huge valuable asset to both our CPR program and our EMT program. She is the lead instructor for both. Um, in our CPR uh, program, she is actually um, faculty, they call her. So she does all of the training for our instructors. So we really appreciate Deb. And um, here today, we're primarily going to spotlight on her EMT experience of what she brings to our EMT program. So welcome, Deb. If you wouldn't mind just giving us a little bit of an introduction to who you are and maybe tell us just a little bit about um, how you became an EMT and what your background within the EMT profession is. That would be awesome. Well, first off, thank you so much for the nice introduction. I appreciate that. Um, so my EMT started back at Rick's College, really dates myself. Um, and a little nervous here, so forgive me. Um, how long ago was you said Rick's College? Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. wow. Okay, how long ago was that then, Dad? I'm not going to say how long. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but anyway, I, 
I'll just break in just a second. Rick's College is now BYU Idaho. Correct. Oh, it went Correct. through a name change. Yeah. Up in Rexburg, Idaho. Uh, I started out as an interior design major, and then I loved swimming, so I started as a lifeguard there at Rick's College. Um, the professor over the lifeguards was the EMT professor, and she invited me to take the basic level EMT course. And I decided I loved it. And that's where my love really was. And so I transferred out of the interior design and became switched to EMT major. Um, and then graduated with an associate in emergency medicine from there and worked a few years down in Boulder City, just outside of Las Vegas, and then proceeded to get married, raised my family, but it kept calling me back. To be an EMT, the medical world just kept calling me back. Had an opportunity to join a ski patrol at Kelly Canyon, and so I took that, and they kept encouraging me to recertify because it in ski patrol, you have the outdoor emergency care, and it is close to an EMT level. And so they kept encouraging me to recertify my EMT. So I did and um, got my further educate, further certificates, recertified them from there. So, and so now I'm, then I had an opportunity to start instructing in the state of Idaho and instructed for CEI and for ISU. And as things progressed, I became the lead at ISU. We appreciate having you here. Now, Deb, uh, you're not just an EMT, but you're also an advanced EMT. Can you right. maybe um, just talk about a few of those differences between those two levels? Well, I'll go back when I originally started, I was a level three when I graduated with my associate in emergency medicine. So I had all the pharmacology and everything. Back then, uh, paramedicine wasn't really going yet. So it was just starting up. So the level three could do a lot of the same things they could trach, innovate, and everything that a paramedic can do and all the medications. Um, they later did away with that. So now as I've come back into it, I'm an advanced. In advanced, depending on what state you're in, um, does a little bit more. Um, they are considered ALS. Um, they can do IVs. Um, they can do superglottic airways, which isn't a full intubation. It doesn't go clear down in, but into the lung, but it uh, is a partial advanced airway. Um, so there's, there's certain medications and different things that an advanced can administer that a basic EMT cannot. Okay, very good. Appreciate that. that. That's quite a journey coming from interior design all the way to advanced EMT. Wow. And, and can, I, can I ask, I mean, without trying to put you down on dates, you've been doing the EMT uh, uh, role now for uh, a fairly substantial time. What is it about being an EMT that, that really is something you like? I mean, you get to work with so many different people and you learn, you're always learning new things. What is it that, that you enjoy most about being an EMT? I don't know. I guess yeah. I, I basically it's, it's just in my blood. I enjoy being out. I enjoy 
um, the day-to-day -day, uh, helping people with their, their problems. Um, EMT world isn't necessarily for everybody um, because we do see some things that a lot of people wouldn't like to see or you know they can't handle blood or things like that. That has never, never bothered me. I think, I think mostly it's having a problem figuring out how to solve it and making it better right 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 great good response too when i when i think of emts i think of the, the person who shows up if like i'm in a car accident where where do emts work i mean it's a career path where can they work it, it once you get qualified you know you break in at some point at an entry level i i suspect but then you get to go to different places hospitals fire departments where do emts work it's increasing more and more uh hospitals are using emts i know some hospitals use them up on the floors um as basically nurse assistant type uh, role. Uh, fire departments is a traditional. Usually most fire departments that are paid fire and not volunteer, um, they usually all their firemen have to be at least EMT level. So, and then an EMT, like you said, is a starting point to go onto your paramedicine, even into nursing. A lot of our students, are going on to nursing, they're going on to being doctors. Uh, the EMT is a great um, certification to have on your profile as you apply to the different higher level schools. And that right. experience, they really like that experience of emergency medicine. Yeah, that, that's excellent. So not only is it, it kind of its own career path, you can stay within EMT world, but it's also a stepping stone, it looks like, to go into, like you mentioned, nursing or possible going on to other, other forms of medicine, a right. doctor and something or another. That is great. And, and I can imagine, you know, if you have that on your resume and you have that kind of experience, that would make you look very attractive to anybody who's trying to hire uh, for one of those other positions. Um, do you, so you're working closely as an EMT, not just with your fellow EMTs, but also with other medical staff as well, like at, in an emergency room. Is that correct? Correct. And Deb, you know, not trying to get uh, too graphic about stuff, but as you, as you've grown in this field, as you've developed your expertise and skills, and now you're teaching, you know, some of our own students in this thing, are there some really uh, telling stories that you would say, hey, if you're going to come into this field, this is what you might encounter and you need to be, you need to understand this and mindful of where you're going. Um, do you have people who come into your classes and then after they're taking them, they go, well, no, this is not for me. Or do you have people who everybody says, yes, this is exactly for me. How do the students take that? I'm not exactly, I heard a couple of different questions in there, so I'll approach it this way. Um, there you go. So we have all variety of students. Like I said, we have those that are going into doctors, nursing. We have those that say they just want the knowledge. Uh, driving down the road, they want the, the medical knowledge to be able to stop at a car wreck, as you said, and, and things like that. Um, as EMTs, we can only actually perform to our full level 
in the area where we're licensed. Well, we're licensed by the state, but wherever we work, wherever our unit is, we can only perform to our full level within that area. Um, because there's a doctor that oversees us in that area. But say I'm on the way to Boise, I can still perform things that a basic person would know that's okay to do. And then it gives me more knowledge to uh, better take care of that patient without any invasive um, appliances that I would use on the ambulance or at my unit, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Right. So we get a, a variety of people, some just for knowledge, some that are going someplace with it, some that are actually going to just stay in the field, um, some that just want to volunteer at their local volunteer uh, station. And they just see, see that the station needs help. So they just want to volunteer in their extra time. Right, right. Now, you, you and Ray Lynn, I think, have worked together um, now here on that uh, EMT class that is offered. And, and I know that one of the things that, that you've been doing is you, you interview or you screen candidates who want to come into your classes. Why are we doing that? You want me to answer? Or do you want to answer? Well, you, you answer and then I'll answer. How about that? <laughs> okay. Um, as you approached in your question earlier, that's the second question I heard. Uh, some people, when they look into the field, I think they think it's a little different than what it is. But in the class, you're just, you're learning the knowledge and stuff. Um, so the interview process is helping people see what's expected of them. The, the course is a very fast paced course and it's a medical course. There's a lot of information there. Uh, it's a quite thick book. It has anatomy, it has uh, medical terminology and we're going over it in what, two and a half months? 16 weeks, 16 yes. weeks. So it's a lot of information real quick uh, people quite often come into the interview thinking we can just quickly, you know, we don't need much time for this class. It's an evening class, so it's going to be easy, right? It is not an easy class. So in the interview process, we get to know them, they get to know us, and we let them know that this is a very fast-paced medical course, and it is a medical course, and you will be learning a lot but you need to give it the time that it deserves, otherwise you will not pass it, so. Mm -hmm. So the interview process has actually been really helpful for us to be able to um, find out what the applicant's goals are, you know, um, and like Deb said, we have students that range from just wanting some information for their family or for, you know, they're out hiking or out, um, they want to be able to take care of people or they're becoming um, EMTs, paramedics, nurses, doctors. And so we have a huge variety of people coming into the course. So the application process has really helped us to be able to um, give that information to them, you know, what is expected, the, the course expectations. 
And in and of itself, those interviews have sometimes helped people to decide, yeah, this isn't really for me, or maybe this isn't really the best time for me to do this. I want to do this, but I'm going to carve out some time to be able to do this. And I think that um, having done that, we have a lot better success with our students. Um, we do occasionally have a person who decides the EMT is just not the field for them as they go through the, the course. But for the most part, even those people will finish the course. Um, and then we have people who at the end, they're kind of the adrenaline junkies that just love every part of that um, of becoming an EMT. So it's really fun to watch the students um, from that interview process all the way up through completing the course. Nice, very good answers. Thank you. Thank you for helping me understand that. Um, Go, going back just a little bit here, and we're getting close to the end here, I, so I, it's gone by quite very quickly. What I'd like to do is just go uh, remember or check on, did, did you, uh, when you went into ski patrol, Deb, were you using EMT skills in ski patrol as well? When I went into ski patrol, I was not... Uh, a certified EMT at that okay. time, I'd lost. You have to stay with your unit to keep your credentials. So okay. because I raised my family, it was not there. However, they teach an OEC program, which is a medical program, and it's much like the EMT. All right, gosh, thank you. Thanks for that. You know, and, and before we do finish, I want to I want to mention to our audience out there, you've been very instrumental in a couple of key initiatives here within Sweet. You helped us find an ambulance. Uh, I think it came from the county or coroner's office. And didn't you work in the coroner's office at one time? I did. Yeah. Was that the connection to get us an ambulance? It was, yes. Oh, that's awesome. So that ambulance, is, is that going to become part of our training that we're going to be using with the EMTs? Definitely, definitely. We want to use it. Uh, in the class right now, the EMTs are ending at, I would transport my patient. There is a whole new step beyond that of thinking, how am I going to get this patient out of here? What am I going to, going to do during transport? And the ambulance will help us address that. So they're more ready to go mm -hmm. out into the field and more prepared um, to be out in the field and can just be hired and take right up and know what yeah. to do. That, that's an extra value uh, added that you've brought into our course. Thank you for doing that and arranging for that, Amos. I know that was a bit of an adventure. We talked about it a lot, but thanks for getting that here. And, and, and I understand that there may be additional um, scenario trainings that we might use that with. I was talking with our, our uh, chair over in uh, health occupations, Dr. Henry O, you know, and when the simulation center comes on and we might have some more collaborations there that would involve the EMT class to give more practical experience. So thanks for helping us get started down that road. And there was one other very valuable, very recent event that took place here. And that was the Ignite Their Future summer camp, which is put on uh, here in the College of Technology, primarily coming out of Aztec. But uh, they were looking for people to help do some, some training. And, and you came up with a pretty good idea of doing some uh, CPR first aid training with the both middle school and high school students. And it involved a helicopter coming on in. Would you tell, tell us here in the audience a little bit about that? I mean, that was very successful. We got great feedback on it. You did an awesome job. But what happened with that? What, what were you doing? 
uh, bringing the helicopter? Well, that the too, the whole, you were teaching kids, you were teaching middle schoolers and, and high schools, and potentially these, some of them will become your future EMT, EMT uh, students as well. How did that go? What were you teaching them? Uh, you had, what, two or three days involved there? On Monday, we taught CPR. We wanted them to come back. Raylan and I wanted to, them to come out of it with some type of certification. Uh, quite often, they babysit. So we had a CPR course, and they were certified in CPR. On Thursday, we taught first aid so they could help their families. But you know, it's a little boring just to sit in a classroom. Yeah. So we moved that outside um, and did first aid, taught them how to load a backboard and use backboard as a transportation device. Uh, so they prepared for Friday for when the helicopter was going to come in. And then Friday, we had games, we had relay races. And it was really pretty cool because they the helicopter came first. In the morning, we learned how to land a helicopter. And so uh, we went out to the field. We set up our landing zone. That's the other thing they learned is to set up a landing zone. And they learned how to, they actually brought the helicopter in and landed the helicopter. Then they were able to load their fellow classmates and load them into the helicopter and sit in the helicopter and take pictures, of course. Um, then we uh, went to lifting the helicopter off and making sure that everybody in the helicopter was safe and, and got off safe and left us safely. Then we had relay races and the wind was really blowing. And first relay race, uh, Thanks to Raylan's counterpart, we had wheelchairs. And so, well, the first one they had, they each had CPR mannequins and it was how fast they could run down, apply AED and AED correctly. And then uh, whoever won that one won and they had to hit all the steps, whoever hit the most steps. Next one, we used wheelchairs and the person in the ambulance was uh, a paramedic. The other one was the EMT driving the ambulance, you know, which was a wheelchair. So we had a lot of fun with that. But because the third one, they were supposed to go in and out of cones and the wind was really blowing. It kept blowing over the cones and the parents came for parent time. We had parents so showing up out there too. We had parents showing up. Ooh. So we asked the parents to get involved and they were our cones. <laughs> <laughs> so the parents stood on the lines and they wove in and out of their parents and did their next. I think that one was a splinting. They had to splint and hit every, whoever hit all the uh, splinting procedure correctly one. And then on the last one, one of the students came to me and said, hey, could we do something where it's students against parents? Ah. And, and one, of the, one of the students, her parent was actually in charge of the whole Enlight Your Future, Ignite Your Future. And so she Katie, did, is that right? Yes. <laughs> and so she didn't have a parent. So we kind of switched things up and the parent would be Anytime in CPR, um, you always look at someone and say, will you call 911 and get me an AED? So the parents were down by the mannequin. The student ran down there, alerted the patient, 
patient wasn't responsive. They looked at their parent and said, will you call 911 and get me an AED? And then when the parent handed the AED to the student, the student said, okay, now you do CPR. And so it became a really, the parents are going, as I informed the parents what we were going to do, they were all going, wait, we don't know. And I said, that's okay. Your student will teach you. <laughs> One of the best things about teaching is when you can teach a concept, that's when you really know it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so they gave the students, they learned it. Now it gave the students an opportunity to teach it to their yeah. parents. And a wow. lot of them didn't want to finish. We kind of stopped everybody and the students were still teaching their parents how to do CPR. So it turned <laughs> out really cool. Nice, nice. That is so cool, Deb. Thank you for doing that. What a great initiative that was. And, and to involve the parents with the students, you know, certainly middle schoolers and high schoolers, you know, picking up those skills and getting a certificate, that was a plus, but it was so much fun and great learning there. Uh, you did an awesome job doing that. And, and I know there it was takes a group. It takes, it takes the whole group, Raylan <laughs> and everybody. So how, how exciting. Hey, Paul, I, I heard the buzzer go off, man. We're, we're, yes, we're at 20 yes. minutes, so I, we're going to have to wrap this up. Yeah, I've got one last question for Deb. Go. Yes. Are you still interested in interior design? <laughs> <laughs> Um, not so much. So I mean, <laughs> my brain will like when I see commercials, my brain will go, Oh, I would have done this and this or see different things. So my brain goes there. But no, it's pretty much in EMT world. Well, I'm going to tell you one thing. My dad was actually a firefighter. So as you stated, he was an EMT. Also, every question I came prepared for you today, you actually answered. I didn't need to ask any of them. You just answered them in your uh, in your talk. So I, I really appreciate it. it. Was very informative. Well, thank you. Very cool. Very cool, Angela. Uh, Angela, very nice. Uh, thanks for wrapping that up for us. We're going to say uh, uh, this is the end of our our podcast. Uh, Ray Lynn, thank you for joining us, Angela. And Deb Wright, you're an awesome guest. You're doing fantastic things. You're making a real difference for us. Thank you for doing all of that and being such a great instructor and, and working with everybody. Thank Paul, I think it's time, man. It's time. It's time. So, um, you know, as always, um, if anyone's interested um, in contacting us here at um, uh, Continuing Education Workforce Training, or you might be interested in the uh, EMT program, uh, you can email us at cetrain at isu.edu. Uh, you can check out our webpage at cetrain.isu.edu. And you can give us a call here at the office at 208-282-3372. Again, thank you, Deb, for joining us today. Ray Lynn, pleasure as always. Angela, um, Again, thanks for joining us. And Gary, always, man, always. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, be safe, everybody, on this uh, great 4th of July weekend. Thank you. Thank you. I will second that. Be safe on 4th of July. Otherwise, we have to come out. Hmm. Yeah, we don't want that. We don't want that. Thank you, everyone. And uh, until next week.